podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. If you have uh, your Bibles with you, we're going to be turning to Samuel. And it's a privilege to be able to share with you all again uh, this morning. It's very unusual for Matt to be unwell. He's actually the brave and healthy brother. I don't know what's going on, but prayerfully he'll get well very soon. Um, And it's important to look after your health, isn't it? I recently bought uh, an iWatch. I don't know if you've seen the latest iWatch. It's a mega piece of uh, kit. And actually what it does, it monitors not just your heart, but your oxygen levels. Um, And and it's a very smart little watch. The only problem with that is, I just spent my time worrying about my heart rate. (laughs) And I'm looking at it all the time, and I'm starting to get pins and needles in my arms. And I'm like, this can't be good. I'm looking at my oxygen levels. I can't breathe properly. This is no good. So anyway, that watch has now gone back in my uh, drawer at the side of my bed, and so I don't have to worry about it because I don't have to look at it. So it's all good. But health is important, of course, I'm standing up here. Um, (laughs) um, If you have your Bibles, if you'd like to turn to Samuel and chapter 16, and uh, we're going to be looking into what Samuel has to say to us, but uh, it should... Oh, there we go. It's up on the screen for us. So let's read that together this morning. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I've rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Samuel hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You you are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. And when he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then made Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. 
Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. I will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. And he was glowing and glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And then Samuel then went to Ramah. And we pray that the Lord would bless the reading of his word to us. Shall we just pray? Father, we thank you for these moments that we can share together now. We just pray that as we look into your word, that you would really speak to our hearts this morning. Lord, you know each one of our hearts in here, and we just pray that you would bless our time together. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to look at the anointing of David, but not so much the physical anointing of David, but more the reason for his anointing. And the title for today's message is God looks at the heart. Now I may have shared this before, but pre-pandemic, Corrie, my wife, who sat over there, she bought for us a neon light. Um, one of these trendy neon light things that you have put on your wall at home. And it plugs into the wall and it's incredibly bright. And it says, let's stay home. Can you believe that? This is pre-pandemic. Anyway, two things were very apparent at the time. One was it was incredibly bright. I mean, you switched it on, it literally lit the whole house up. And it was like a welding light. And literally, if you looked at it, you got archive, you had to get the dot in your eye, like you shouldn't look at the sun. It was like, it was that bright. And two, it was obviously pointing out the absolute obvious of let's stay home. And I don't really think Corrie could have known that that was going to be Boris's slogan at the time. But anyway, after a week of burnt retinas, <laughs> I discovered that there was actually a dial on the neon, on this little box thing, and you could turn it down. Well, of course there was. But we had at least, I don't know, a good three, four days. I went, oh, what's that? Oh, suddenly the house is a lot more easy to live in. <laughs> anyway. So the reason that I'm sharing that this morning is so that we know that we could actually have a neon light on the wall today. Not one that says, let's stay home, but one that says, God looks on the heart. You see, you should know this morning that when you stepped into this building here, at church, and you walked through the doors and you sat down, 
you need to know that God is looking at your heart. Now, I don't know where each one of you are with your relationship with Jesus Christ this morning. You may have been on the path for years, but it may be your first time here. I don't know. But what I want us to do is think about our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if we have one at all. And sometimes it's difficult, isn't it? I don't mind admitting that stood here in front of you. Life is so busy. There's so many other things to do. There's so many places to go. There's so many people to see. There's so many distractions. Well, this morning, we've come together in this building, like this is his church, to focus on what he has to say to us through the word. So let's give ourselves a little bit of context. Samuel chapter 16. Who is Samuel? Well, Samuel is a servant of God Most High. Samuel was a prophet. His name actually comes from the Hebrew, heard by God. And God worked through Samuel. And it's actually a real turning point in Israel's history, if you look back. And a key, a key verse for us to know and understand Samuel's credibility is what it says in chapter 3 and verse 19. But I've got it for you so you don't have to turn to it, where it says this. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. And let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground and all Israel from Dan to Bathsheba recognised that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. Isn't that awesome? His reputation preceded him. And the same be said about us. It was a couple of years ago, and I had the privilege of speaking over in Nottingham. Now, for those that don't know, my dad is actually called Kevin Ward, which when I lived at home was really not helpful. It's a nightmare. Anyway, a couple of years ago, I was speaking in Nottingham, and somebody came up to me, and they actually said, oh, didn't even know you existed. Oh, what a welcome. What a welcome. So my reputation had certainly not preceded me there. But anyway, what I'm getting at is that title and occupation can be so important to us, can't it? We can race after them. We can set our life's goals, our targets, our ambitions. And they become, become vital to us. And I think there is a reason for that. And I think the reason's this. We got our priorities wrong. You see, what we've done is 
we turned the brightness dial down and we forgot that the Lord looks on the heart. Our focus becomes our identity to what we want the world out there to see of us. And because of that, our prayer time fades. Our quiet time fades. Our Bible reading fades. Our church attendance fades. And dare I say, our enthusiasm fades. And this morning, I would like to challenge you to consider that life isn't all about us. Life isn't a selfie. Life is serious. And if we're born again Christians this morning, our identity isn't in our title or career or role. Our identity is in Christ. Our identity is in Christ and we're called to serve. We're called to share the gospel, to disciple others, to have fellowship and love one another. Not to glorify us, but to glorify him. Coming into chapter 16, and what's absolutely encouraging is that the Bible is very real for us. Samuel's not in the best place. He started to focus on the past. And by focusing on the past, it's costing him the now. And what a lesson can that be for us? God must look at me sometimes just shake his head. Kev, move on. And God might have that same message for you this morning. Move on. There's work to be done. And remember, what's incredible here is Samuel's relationship with God was really something for us to want to strive after. You know, his reputation preceded him. Yet he was clearly struggling. And yet God used him in a profound way. And yet he still doubted. He still failed. And those points are easy to miss when you're going into this. Because you can just focus on the anointing. But what the Bible is doing and what God is doing is pointing out Samuel's humanity. So that he can speak into our hearts today. He was a person fulfilling God's purpose and plan. Yet he was mourning the past. He was in doubting God. And he was doubting that God would even complete his plan. By thinking he would actually be killed on the way. And I think that can be like us, can't it? We can see God work profoundly and miraculously in our lives. Yet we still doubt. We still fail. You may have noticed Corrie sat down there. We have 
three beautiful children. We might be biased, of course, as parents. Joel, Phoebe and Megan. And they are perfect in every way. <laughs> they never do anything wrong. They, they really don't. They're just perfect. They do as they ask all the time. Incredible children. I think you might be seeing through that hint of sarcasm there. But the point is, when they do wrong, does it mean I love them any less? Of course not. Yes, as parents we can be disappointed. But we love them unconditionally. And that's the closest I can get to explaining to you God's love for you. And God's love is perfect. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his love, his own love towards us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In our humanity, our love is unconditional for our children, but still not perfect. God's love is perfect. Agape love. And we worship a risen Saviour, a risen Lord. And God's love for us is unconditional. It doesn't change. In continuing in our story with Samuel, he gets to meet Jesse and his sons. And I love how scripture doesn't omit any details. And about the human aspect of Samuel's meeting with these guys that come in front of him. Samuel knows he's going to anoint a king. He knows it. And he's probably had a really, probably the most vivid lesson in the demise of Saul. And yet, Samuel is still only looking at the outward appearance. It's amazing. Samuel sees this son come in front of him, a Jesse. And considering this huge guy, presumably the strongest, the best looking. Look at verse 6 and 7. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said this to Samuel. Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart these verses are epic the more you read them the more staggering they are we live in a world focused on number one it's all about you it's all about what you do it's all about what you eat it's all about where you go it's all about what people think of you. Look at the first part of that verse where it says, The Lord does not look at the things people look at. <coughs> Proverbs 27, verse 19, one of my most favouritest, you could say favouritest, verses in the Bible says this 
As water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man. Samuel was getting it all wrong. He was going on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I mentioned it earlier, I don't know where your heart is this morning. But as per the message title, know this, God looks at your heart this morning. And there's something important that I need you to know. You see, God will use a willing heart. Each one of us in here has a purpose and plan that God has for us. And what a stunning truth that is. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. We all know that verse very well, don't we? Let's just look at it because you can't just take 29, verse 11 on its own. For it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But there's 12 and 13, don't forget. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. With all of your heart. All seven men passed before Samuel. Seven sons, none of them chosen. Then we get to verse 11, and it says this. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. And he was glowing and with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. But then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. Finally, David's arrived, the youngest of the brothers, and Samuel anoints him. Chosen by God to one day be the king of Israel. God looks at the heart. And that's the message for you and I today. To the Christian in here today, maybe we allow that neon dial to be turned down and we got distracted and maybe we just need to turn that dial up and let that brightness go up at some serious levels. God looks at the heart. For anyone in here who doesn't know Jesus as our own personal Lord and Saviour, you're actually only a prayer of repentance away. You see, remember, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how much he loved us. He loves us unconditionally. His grace is enough. His grace is enough.
This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.